0: hello my snazzy individuals it's your host laura here at softest Lore podcast thank you so much for joining me on today's very special episode how have you been since the last episode aired I hope everything has been going well for you, and guess what? We have our very snazzy author here with us. Please introduce yourself.
1: Hi everyone! My name is Bridget van der Eyck, I am from Australia and I'm an indie author, so by day I am a high school science teacher and by night I'm writing my next romance novel. A high school science teacher? Yes. I mean, high school science teacher and um, romance author don't usually go together, (laughs) but I make it work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you definitely do. Please continue. Tell me about 10 Dates.
1: Yeah, so Ten Dates is part of a book series that I'm currently writing called The Hollywood Socialite. Um, and essentially, my books are for readers that like their romance with a little scandal and gossip on the side.
0: A little scandal and gossip is always good on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, Ten Dates, what inspired you to go in the author journey and actually publish and write Ten Dates?
1: So. I was 32 at the time and I decided to finally finish doing something that I started when I was 18. So I wanted to take these characters that I created when I was fresh out of high school, inspired by people that I went to high school with, and take my idea for a story and put it all together to fulfill that lifelong dream that I had of actually being a published author so, yeah, being an indie author allowed me to do that without having to go through a big publishing house. So it really allowed me to kind of take control of that dream and make it happen. Well, guess what? You did it very well. (laughs) Thank you. It's so hard to juggle being a teacher
0: and also writing on the side. How did you stay motivated without being so getting that feeling of burnt out? if you know what I
1: mean. Well, apart from being a science teacher and an author, I'm also a mum. So I actually found that I didn't have the time to sit down and write the book until I was on maternity leave with my daughter. So she's nearly three now. And when I was on maternity leave with her, I was like, great. She loves to sleep during the day. We won't talk about the lack of sleep at night, but (laughs) she loved to sleep during the day. So I was like, great, I've got all this time. (laughs) What am I going to do? And so, you know, I pulled up a Word doc that I had started more than a decade ago. And I said, you know what, I'm going to actually finish this book. And I I managed to do it. So (laughs) I think multitasking is my superpower for sure. Oh,
0: (laughs) it you're actually a superhero. Moms are all superheroes. (laughs) And you wrote a book while I'm in maternity leave. You're a superhero. You need to come up with a cool name for your superhero name. I know, right? <laughs> you know, I find it interesting that you say that you started writing it during high school. Did you put some of the moments that you experienced in within the book and amplified it? Or did you kind of take off on like what high school typically is or what you see in like various TV shows?
1: Well, a little bit of both. I went to an all-girls private high school, so there was never a dull moment. There were plenty of interesting oh, wow. characters, yeah, to draw inspiration <laughs> from. But at the time when I did start creating the characters and putting the story together straight out of high school, was around the time that the first Gossip Girl TV, like the first season of Gossip Girl came out. So there was definitely a bit of inspiration oh, right. Gossip there. Gossip Girl. Yeah, so there's a bit of inspiration from real life, a bit of inspiration from Gossip Girl. I kind of pulled from a couple of different things. But yeah, it was definitely, definitely a different time. But yeah, Gossip Girl, still one of my favorite TV shows of all time. <laughs> oh, I see why.
0: It's honestly, I've like watched some of Gossip Girl and the scandals, the characters, the socialites, the way everything is so interconnected. I can see a lot of that in the essence of your book. Like, I read the first chapter. I didn't have time to read more, but I will. I promise I will. (laughs) And Libby Evans is your protagonist, right? Yeah. Do you see some of yourself in your main character? Did you ever share similar goals, flaws maybe?
1: I definitely put a lot of myself into Libby when I was creating her as a character, mostly personality wise, characteristic wise, and it was definitely more of my high school self. So I've definitely grown and changed a lot since then. But I think the biggest similarity between us though is that drive and that ambition. So I mean, Libby throughout the book, regardless of whether you like her or not, she works hard and is willing to do whatever it takes <laughs> to make her dreams a reality to go after what she wants. And I think I'm very much the same. I've got a never-ending and evolving bucket list because I'm always finding ways to just cross things off. So I think we're pretty similar in that regard for sure. Oh, that is
0: very, very good. You know, I find that when authors incorporate some of their personality and aspirations into their main character, they tend to build like a nice, like fortified character that many people can relate to because many people have aspirations. Although some people take different avenues, to acquiring their goals but once the main character is formed I can guarantee you a lot of people are gonna relate to that aspect of the character
1: yeah for sure I mean Libby definitely starts off very rough at the start of the book but I'm sure that by the time you get to the end you'll definitely oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll definitely be rooting for her you'll definitely get to see it that she's more multi-dimensional than you think
0: you definitely started the book off with a bang I was honestly hooked in the first oh, pages, because like, I want like to know what hear. was happening without spoiling it, of course. But yeah, oh yeah, without spoiling, of course. But like, I absolutely love the way you captivated the audience when you first like started the book. It, I felt like I started running along with her, trying to figure out what was actually happening in the moment. And then when we transitioned into third person, I just I feel like you captured the essence of the moment and the essence of being a socialite so perfectly. You should be very proud <laughs> oh, of yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. But, and as things are good, did you ever face like certain challenges when you were writing the book or was it smooth sailing from the beginning?
1: I think really the biggest challenge that I had like, I had all the ideas and things like that. I don't think creatively I had any challenges. My real big challenge was like I said, I'm a mum and now I'm a mum of two. So I don't really have the luxury of being able to write just whenever I want to. It's kind of when my kids give me the time to write. So whether that's at night, whether that's during the day, whether that's in the middle of the night, things like that, I just, um, I had to adapt my writing style based on my kids. So it sometimes meant writing this chapter completely out of sequence to this other chapter and just kind of writing what inspired me at the time. So I think that was probably the biggest challenge, but I've kind of just learned to roll with it, and I think I get my best writing and my fastest writing done like that anyway.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Honestly, to me, you're even more of a superhero because adapting, having like a beautiful change in your life, that must have been such a beautiful change, and I feel like that also helped out with the writing, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Because now you have like those two little like bundles of joy right by your side.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, absolutely. And I think I want to instill in my kids to kind of, you know, go after their dreams and to follow their goals and things like that. So I think if I can lead by example in that regard, I will have done my job as a mom.
0: Oh, you definitely do your job as a mom. I know for a fact. (laughs) So I heard on Instagram that you actually finished your third
1: book yeah it's like i said i'm a mom of two now so i'm actually on maternity leave with my son at the moment so when better to get writing done than on maternity leave it seems to be my thing so yeah i've just finished the first draft (laughs) of my third book it's honestly the
0: perfect time
1: (laughs) yeah exactly yeah so i've just finished the first draft of my third book i've got my second book publishing at the end of the year as well so it's uh yeah
0: Oh, right. When, when's the exact date of your second book? Because I want to make sure it's getting real good promoted on my podcast.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. So my second book, 3,000 Words, which is the second book in the um, Hollywood Socialite series. So we're continuing to follow on with um, Libby Evans' story where 10 Dates finishes up and 3,000 Words comes out on December 5th. So very, very exciting. I'm very excited for it to finally get out there in the world.
0: December 5th. Did you hear that, my snazzy individuals? Write down the date because book two comes out. So is there anything you'd like to say to your readers before we culminate this part of the interview?
1: I think all I want to say is 10 dates and um, 3,000 words. If you like your romance um, with things in there other than just the romance so a little bit of scandal a little bit of gossip a little bit of following your female main character through things that are happening in her life in terms of friendships relationships career then my books are definitely for you 10 dates is out now on amazon barnes and noble a whole bunch of other places that you can buy books anywhere that you can imagine 10 Dates is probably there. And like I said, 3,000 Words comes out on December 5th. So if you read 10 Dates and you need that next bit of the story, December 5th is when you can get that.
0: Perfect. You heard it here, my snazzy individuals. Please check out 10 Dates and support indie authors. Okay, now we're going to move on to the second part of the segment, which is the this or that. Ah, yes. Welcome to our bookish game. Now this is going to be a bit fun and hopefully it's interactive enough for you to participate, but I won't know what you're saying, because I am behind a microphone. This is an extreme game of this or that. Either you're gonna agree with me, or you think I'm absolutely crazy. Either way, it's gonna be an opinion, and I might love it, and I might hate it. Anyways, shall we? In today's episode of This or That, I propose to you three rounds. Two very hard choices, only one decision. Shall we continue?
1: Okay, so I guess if we stick with the whole theme of 10 dates, Mm. if you had to choose between being rich and famous but having paparazzi follow you around everywhere or you can live your ordinary life, which one would you choose?
0: (sighs) Oh, well, is ordinary life boring? Ah,
1: (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to be boring, but you definitely don't have paparazzi following you around and the media and the public analyzing and commenting on your every move.
0: Honestly, I feel like being famous is nice in certain aspects, but I feel like the whole like thought of paparazzi hounding me in every corner, uh, I don't really like the thought of that. <laughs> What if I'm like sneezing or something? Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> and they take a bad picture of me and sell it on magazines.
1: I think it's the, the daunting part is the idea that if you make a mistake, no matter how small, people are going to know about it. And you feel like you wouldn't be entitled to make any kind of mistakes. You always have to be perfect. So I feel like that's a lot of pressure.
0: Oh, that is way too much pressure. You know what? I'd rather stay in my normal, regular life. <laughs> At least if I take a bad selfie, you have the option of deleting it.
1: Uh, exactly exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so how about I propose to you the same question what would you rather
1: that is a hard one too I reckon I would probably stick with my ordinary life as well I really don't like the idea of I don't mind posting pictures of myself on the internet but like you said I have the option to delete the ones that I don't like I don't really like the idea of someone (laughs) taking pictures of me when I least expect and those being plastered all over the internet. So I think it's a lot of pressure that I don't think I'd cope very well with and I don't think I necessarily want.
0: (laughs) I don't blame you. Imagine seeing all those memes. Oh, God. (laughs) That's a nightmare on its own. Yeah, exactly. All right, how about I come up with another question? So since this interview is taking place during the spooky season, how about I propose to you a little spooky this or that?
1: Sounds great. Let's go. Okay.
0: Would you rather stay in a haunted house the entire night, but whatever object that is on your right is your only weapon or your only resource? Or would you rather go to a very haunted terrain with nothing but a flashlight and hope to survive the night?
1: Wow, okay. Well, I should probably firstly say that my greatest fear in life is the dark. So neither of those options sound really great to me. But I think that I'd probably choose the dark inside, inside a haunted house does definitely sound better than the dark outside. So I'm probably going to go with the first option, even though neither of them sound great. (laughs) (laughs) What are you protecting yourself with in the haunted house? Well, I'm protecting myself with my drink bottle and it's pretty large. So I reckon I could probably do some damage with it.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, you definitely can. (laughs) That's the best weapon, to be honest with you, in a pinch.
1: Yep. So <laughs> well, I have my microphone
0: and it's kind of weird looking, but I don't think it's going to do much damage. <laughs> so maybe I'll go explore the terrain in the with a little flashlight.
1: <laughs> ah, sounds good.
0: <laughs> All right. And the final this or that question is actually writing related. Excellent. Would you rather write a book from the end to the beginning or would you rather write backwards until you get to the last page. So in other words, instead of writing traditionally as you would from left to right, you'd have to write right to left. But you can start from the beginning of the book.
1: Ooh. I think I probably write from the end to the beginning. My book oh, really? that I just finished the first draft of was the most chaotic writing experience of my life in that I knew exactly how I wanted it to end and I knew exactly how I wanted it to start but I didn't know how I was going to get from one to the other so I reckon I probably could have written it from back to front and I pretty Out much just ended up writing it yeah just writing it like I said whenever I was inspired by something I wrote bits and pieces all over the place and I think the very last chapter that I wrote was one smack bang in the middle. So it was very chaotic, but I reckon <laughs> I could do it if I set myself the task of writing from the end to the start. I reckon I could do it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good choice, and I guess it wasn't that hard of a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my case, I think I would rather write from right to left just because I feel like half of the time when I'm writing my stories, I don't, I'm don't. i not entirely sure how it's going to end. I have like a very clear vision on how it's going to start But the end is usually a surprise to me, which I don't know if it's a good thing, but I'd rather prefer, I prefer to write from right to left.
1: Sure, sure. Because
0: like when I tend to like write stories, I don't really have a big of an outline, which is kind of bad because I do run into plot holes more often than not. But if it's a surprise to me, it's going to be a surprise to the reader, don't you think?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's totally right. I'm completely the opposite. I have to plan out my book down to what day of the week that we are actually in in each chapter because I find that I can't write unless it's all really mapped out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm the exact opposite. I can't do that. I feel like Mm. whenever I have tried to take that approach, my mind feels like it's too rigid and I end up getting like Oddly enough, I end up getting a writer's
1: blog. <laughs> oh, that's very interesting. It's, yeah, it's interesting how everyone has their different processes on how they write.
0: Yes, it's always very interesting, which is fun because whenever I interview, I get to see like how the author's minds work and it's always very fascinating to see how, how these beautiful stories are produced and ultimately are in my hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So thank you so much for joining me. You're actually the first author that I interview on Softest Lure. So it's been a pleasure. I've had a blast talking with you. And everyone who's listening, please, please, please go and check out 10 Dates. You're going to love it. I know for a
1: fact. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So do you have any official social media? I could. My listeners over? Yes. So I'm on TikTok and Instagram on my two primary forms of social media. So my tag is authorbridgetvde on TikTok and on Instagram as well.
0: Oh, perfect. You heard it here, folks. Please go check her out and please go check me out as well. I have a TikTok, which is at lore pd and my Instagram at softestlore. And if you want to consider helping out the podcast, please go check me out at ko-fi.com forward slash softest lore, where you can support the podcast by giving $4 for a coffee.
1: Thank you so much for being on my show, Bridget. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been excellent fun. <laughs> All
0: right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Cool.